Welcome to Photoactive, a podcast about photography and technology. I'm Kirk McElhern. And I'm Jeff Carlson. It was almost exactly two years ago that Glass launched, and we'll link in our show notes to an episode with Tom Watson and Stefan Borsa. Is that it? Stefan Borsa? You know, I should really learn how to say that. Uh, <laughs> you told me recently, and oopsie days. I- I think that's his name. And so today we have the third leg of Glass, Daniel Agee, who is head of marketing and community. Daniel, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Love to love to talk about photos and the future of the internet. What is the <laughs> precise date of launch so we get this straight? Yeah, so we launched on August 10th, uh, 2021. So we are... Okay, so we're a little bit more than two years. Yeah. Um, We're recording on the 22nd. I think this goes live about the 34th or so, something like that. Um, So (laughs) It's never coming out. It's a secret day. Listen, we are photographers and we are writers. We are not mathers. (laughs) So we all like glass because we don't like Instagram, because we got tired of Flickr, because 500 pixels is only worth about 150 pixels anymore. And all the other things are just, they're just machines to take our photos and try and sell us things and and probably ingest them into AI models. Um, But glass is totally different. How do you think these first two years have gone? Uh, I mean, today I'm going to say really well. Uh, some days I would say really long, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a grind. So glass, to, you know, one of the reasons that glass is the way that it is, uh, we don't have any ads, we don't have any algorithms, uh, chronological feed all the way down. You're never going to see anything in your feed that you didn't put there. Uh, and the reason that it is that is because we don't have any VC funding. So we are entirely self-funded. Uh, by our our members and now our patrons. Hooray for patrons. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, and the, you know, like the, the slog of building a bootstrapped sustainable business on the internet at a time when all of it's crumbling is a real challenge, right? Like the, the people that we have talked to and are uh, very, you know, um, who've been around for a while, right? So like other indie uh apps like darkroom uh is a great example of the mobile editor and you know apple design award winner they're wonderful but they've been around for 10 years their advice is uh has been really helpful and pivotal at some points and other times it's been you should have launched 10 years ago right like (laughs) uh and so you know like it, it has been a very trying difficult uh, two years on the team side, but on the community side, it's, it's working and we're thrilled. Right. So like the, the things that we have had, uh, so to give a quick recap, we launched, uh, when we launched, we had comments, uh, photo uploads and that was about it. Uh, we, I mean, we had, we had other things that were really important to us, like, a proper strong code of conduct that we enforced, uh, we had um, account reporting and blocking and account deletion and downloading your data on day one. So we prioritize these features that like, for lack of a better word, were basically virtue signaling, right? Of like, hey, no, 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 we're taking this seriously. We know that these are important and we know that people who don't launch with these things don't get to them and don't do them. So like we are investing the time early before we're released 
and then since then, we've added categories, which was our answer to hashtags. Uh, we added public profiles. We added an iPad app, Android. Oh, God, this list gets really long. Go to just glass.photo slash about. You can see a nice list of everything we've launched in the last two years. And it's been a lot. Um, so we have a we have a feature that comes out you know, once every four to eight weeks and have done that for the last two years. The last feature we released was uh, Patron, which is uh, a higher membership glass costs $30 a year or $20 if you use the link in the description and you can get $10 off your first year, like and subscribe, etc. There, there's going to be a code. I'm going to give you all a code. It can go in the in the little show notes. Uh, but then the patron is $100 a year, but you get three free memberships and early access to features. Uh, right now, patrons are uh, experiencing and giving us feedback on the beta for our AI-powered search, uh, which is really fun and really going really quite well. It's it's quite impressive. Yeah. It's, it is. It, it's it. actually fun to go through that, to not only search for things, but then search for the search terms that come up at the top of the page, the, the additional search terms, and just click around to see. It, it's like it's like you're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. It, but with good photos. Yeah. One of the one of the my favorite ways to use it is just searching by color, right? Like just show me every red photo on glass or every yellow photo on glass. Um, and so like being able to uh you know like explore glass in a new way has been really exciting um and you know so like we we have been prioritizing features based on what the community needs right as opposed to what our vc backed funders need right so uh when you have investors you have to show a certain level of growth and a certain level of traction uh but only metrics they care about which are users and time spent on the platform uh, and so then you can go forth and get your next round of funding because that next round of funding is how your original investors make their money. They take money off the table because people are buying out their percentages and then they're buying out your percentages and you're getting more. And so each time you raise a round of funding, the previous investors are making more money and you are still trying and trying as hard as you can to make a bigger, better thing, which is how you end up you know, down the hellscape as we see with like Instagram, right? You know, like Instagram was like, hey, here's a fun way to share your photos. Just kidding. It's a shopping network that knows everything about <laughs> you and it's going to give you an eating disorder and right, like all the way down. And it's like, okay, well, what if we didn't do that, right? Like what if, what if we invested wholly in photographers? Because all of these networks have been built on the backs of photographers and their creative work and then pivots away to a larger, less niche audience when it's time to raise another round or to get more money or to have a pile on the users. And so we said, what if instead of that, we charge a appropriate fee for membership and only do that? And, you know, two years in, we're feeling very optimistic that it's working uh, and also, you know, very tired. Because there are only three of us. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm glad you brought up all that about uh, the, the community especially because what has really attracted me to Glass is that, you know, in contrast to Instagram, it feels like I am with a bunch of like-minded like friends. Everybody has like a passion for photography and 
there isn't so much of the uh, here's my passion for photography and here's how you can learn how to have my passion for photography and here's my 10-step video on on how to do this. And I mean, you know. And my affiliate link. And my affiliate link. And, you know, like honestly, uh, we have affiliate links. I'm a photographer. If that worked reliably, I would probably be doing that too. But it, it just gets further and further away from people who just want to enjoy photography. And I think that is one of the key differentiators is that, I don't know, when I use the Glass app, it is a feeling of solidarity with other photographers rather than, gosh, what am I going to run into? And so part of my question, I mean, partially I just want to enthuse about that. But part of my question is you mentioned that you started with the, the blocking features and reporting features. With this sort of network of people who are all opting in and they're opting in with their money, have you had much of an issue with people who are, I don't know, like posting inappropriate content or uh, you know, making disparaging comments to other people? Has that had to come into play a lot or is it just great that it's uh, there as a structure? Yeah, great question. Uh, not really. Uh, it's, you know, as, as, uh, glasses head of community, but also glasses head of trust and safety, right? Like there are three of us, we're all wearing all sorts of hats. Yeah. Um, the, the, I've had to delete maybe a dozen folks from the platform over the last two years. So we're looking at one every two or three months. It's because it's not free because if it's free, you get all sorts of people who want to spam and post porn and all that. It's not free. There is a commitment, and you don't you don't spend thirty bucks upfront for a year to join a, a photo network if you don't plan to share photos respectfully. Yeah. So, like, I think I think there are like a couple of things at play, and one of them is definitely that it costs money. Uh, the other is that we do have a you know like a code of conduct that we enforce uh, pretty drastically, right? So that we've only had to do it a handful of times. Uh, and it's always been, um, you know, I, I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a queer man that grew up uh, in Idaho, which is not a great place to grow up queer. Uh, and the internet like saved my life, right? Like being able to connect with other people on the internet saved my life as a, as a teen and as a young adult. And so I have spent a long time on the internet, figuring out how to make people, you know, be nice to each other and how to show up authentically and and where you can share yourself, that sort of thing. And so like anytime that we've released something where someone's like, whoa, that was a little too, that was a little too political when you said that uh, trans lives mattered. that were, I don't feel good about that. I was like, no, it's fine. We'll delete your account. That's cool. Uh, transphobia, that's against <laughs> our code of conduct. You can, you can move on along. And they're like, whoa, no, hang on. And it's like, no. I shall not. Uh, so like that, you know, that has been about the gist of it, right? There have been a few a few homophobic or transphobic people that have popped up and been really mad. And then we've just deleted them, left them, right? Refunded their money, take it, go away. Uh, and that, you know, that's just being on the internet in 2022 and 2023, unfortunately. Uh, but then we have... Um, you know, the the community, you know, like, thank you for saying that. That's wonderful. I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, I, there, there are a few things that make the community, for me, really special. Um, one is that everyone is trying, right? And that's weird, right? Like, earnestness yeah. is 
you know, like it, it was the like soil that made the internet amazing back in the day when all of the things like blossomed and grew and there wasn't any business models or KPIs behind what you're doing. You were just finding like-minded people and having a wonderful time. Uh, and glass is, you know, very much an attempt to see what that would look like now, as opposed to with HTML, right? Cause when, uh, you, when you're doing that originally, you're connecting over like ICQ or, you know, a very bad forum page that if a single person gets bored and retires, it just goes away, that sort of thing. Um, and so the, you know, like everyone's trying and like a lot of people have experienced that and lost it. And so when they see something like it or feel something like that, when they sign on the glass, it's like really exciting for them. So people take uh, ownership over it. And then um, Tom and I, uh, have modeled a lot of behavior that other people have like glommed onto, which has been wonderful. Right. So like the reason that we didn't launch with, um, appreciations was, well, hold on. Appreciations are what everyone else calls likes. Yes. And you didn't want to use the term likes because that had too many connotations of Facebook and Instagram and yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we, we very purposefully avoided likes, uh, and we launched, um, appreciations about four months into the platform. So we launched that at the beginning of December, uh, after launching at the beginning of April in 2021. Uh, and it is, you tap into a photo when you're looking at glass on your phone. Uh, it's just a single grid edge to edge photos. When you're on your desktop or iPad, it's a masonry grid of two or three photos wide, endless photos, nothing right. No, uh, no names, no nothing. You just have to swipe in or tap in to actually see who took it and to leave a comment. And so we hid the, um, hid quote unquote, the appreciation button under the photo detail page. You can't do it from the main feed. You have to go in and take an additional step. Uh, you know, we get that request like, Hey, I would love to just double tap from the feed. That'd be great. And it's like, okay, but then you don't know who took the photo. Then you don't know who yeah it is and yeah. like it's also right next to the comment button so then you're less likely to comment like we want you to comment so we launched with just comments because you know commenting was this high value thing it became like a really um echo chambery thing uh based on how facebook and instagram and you know those were the two main ones but there are a few other social networks that we've been conditioned on to not really comment anymore right like everything's in dm everything were we were pushed in a certain way um like remember like all, all these all these little ux design decisions that like instagram makes will then you know ripple across the internet where it's like okay we replace the button for the notifications in the top right with your inbox. So when you're actually trying to check your notifications, because that's where most people go, because that's where they hit a like manufactured dopamine, they go there. Oh, no, that's my inbox. Okay, well, now I'm going to start using the inbox, right? Like story bar at the top. So everyone looks at the stories all the time. And then, okay, well, your main reaction is a DM from a story. So like everyone pushed... Uh, to private instead of comments and so commenting became like this high value hard thing to do and like that's not what a comment should be right like a, a comment should be like a low hey i really love this photo I, this light's amazing where where did you you know like what gear did you use how did you use it 
so we prioritized comments and we also prioritized metadata. So we show EXIF data like very proudly. And though like that signals to photographers that like this is a real space for photographers, right? You know, like Instagram will never show you EXIF data, right? Like never. Uh so one feature that you added uh, six months ago or a little bit more is the ability to search glass by camera and lens. And that's really useful. I mean, that's a lot of people would go to Flickr. So like you'd ask in like a Facebook group, is this lens any good? Go to Flickr and see all of the pages. And you're using the metadata on the photos. And it does give that possibility for someone who wants to see, hey, here's this camera I might want to buy. Here's this wide angle lens or whatever. And I think this is really useful in terms of bringing back a feature that was important for Flickr and now gets a new life in a totally different environment. Yeah, when we like our our, our camera and lens feeds are, are a wonderful way to like explore. It has so far only cost me seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, <laughs> just only a single lens from it. I you know the, there are one or two camera bodies that are giving me trouble at the moment. Uh, so that that number might go up by a couple of thousand soon, but right now it's only cost me $750. Uh, we remembered that Flickr uh, feature being significantly better than it turns out it actually is, you know, because like Flickr hasn't changed in uh, forever. Yeah. So we went back and looked at the camera page and was like, oh, this is what we were talking about? Like, this is the thing that we missed? Weird. Uh, you know, like there, it, there's only so much you can do. I love Flickr. Flickr was where I fell in love with photography. Flickr was a magical, wonderful time on the internet. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's okay to admit that its time is not there or it is a different place for a different thing than it was originally endeared to me. But these things have to change. They can't stay static because, as you say, the VCs, the investors, they want more. They want growth. And so even if you've gotten to the perfect photo social network, you got to add more features. You have to bring more things in. Yeah, so we're we're doing our best to keep adding features that like align with our community's needs as opposed to what works for us. We got um we got a couple of people when we launched Patreon uh you know $99 a year. Oh, they're trying to increase the number of you know, they're, they're, they're trying to increase the, the monetary value of members, which means they're already in that part of their growth cycle. Oh, no, I'm very worried. And I was like, no, 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 you're, you're missing the very important part of where we give away three memberships. Like, it's literally just you paying for three other people to join Glass. And that has already been really big for us, right? Like, we have already started to see people, because the people who care enough about Glass that they really want to share it with people, uh, there's, you know... It's not easy to get someone to try a new thing, right? Like it's it's not easy if it's not free, especially if it's not free. Yeah. But also, like photographers have been burned a lot, yeah. right? Like we we all fell in love with Flickr, and then it got sold to Yahoo, and then just torpedoed, right? And then it bounced around before finally getting saved by Smug Mug, and then I was like, oh, Smug Mug, great! But then it, those were just kind of galleries and image hosting, not the network that we needed. And then Instagram came around and like ate everybody's lunch, and it was this amazing spot for like six months, and then it became like this slow descent into a hellscape. And then now we're just there because we're there, right? It's like Mailchimp for your images, uh, and so it's like. <laughs> 
we had we had all these wonderful things and then they just keep getting taken away from us and so you know then someone tries and again but it's like a lie or it's uh you know like vero we get uh compared to vero 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 whatever but like the owner of that is a billionaire who's self-funding it and says oh yeah we're a subscription network we just haven't turned it on in 10 years and you know like they're (laughs) It's like, okay, sure, I believe you. And there have all the there have been all these moments where these things happen uh and then it's a flash in a pan and then it kind of goes away. And then everyone like goes back to the center of gravity where their highest numbers are. And, you know, like the one thing that we have noticed as we were building glasses, like staying power matters and like staying alive and like staying focused and just building and being heads down instead of like trying to you know shift into whichever wind you know way the winds are blowing uh you know an example of that would have been like nfts right like we got dozens of people being like oh my god i would love it if glass got an nfts i love glass i would love to be able to sell my nfts and it was like no you know, it, it was no, it was a, it was a hard no for a lot of reasons, right? Like, oh, this is all clearly just a pyramid scheme and money laundering. Bad. Uh, I'm sorry if you have any uh, crypto listeners. I apologize. I'm not a believer, guys. Uh, but like, it was, it was very easy to like see how that would have been an obvious path for us to take, right? Of like, okay, this is really hot right now. Let's just build it. Let's get going, right? But like the NFT market is cratered and just disappeared, you know, effectively overnight over the last year, overnight a year ago, and now has continued to be worse for the last year. Uh, And so it's like, if we had done that, we would have missed out. Right. You know, but you mentioned like 500 pixels, like that's what they did. Right. They, they went for NFTs. They went for it because they don't have the, uh, I don't want to be mean, but like, our our focus is on photographers and we haven't swayed from that. And that has served us really well in the first two years and is going to serve us for the next decade. Uh, you know, like we're not trying to go anywhere. We're not trying to sell. We're not trying to get bought. We're not, we're just trying to build a nice sustainable business and, and like hang out with other people who care about the same hobby. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was how the creators of Darkroom said, ideally you should have started 10 years ago. And I think with the photo social mindset, everybody sort of wishes that we were back at that uh, Google Plus days where if you made a splash <laughs> in Google Plus – because it, Google Plus was a, a huge, huge area for photographers. And if you made a splash – I mean I know people who got really big on Google Plus and have basically sustained careers because they built up an audience and all of that. But then – of course, it, it had the Google name on it, so it it got Googled. And so everybody's looking for that thing that's going to give them that same effect. I mean Instagram was the same way. I was at a photo conference once and there was a guy on one of the stages and he was talking about how incredible uh, Instagram was and how it you know made his career and all that, and then he sort of you know quietly let slip that yeah he was one of the first you know thousand people on Instagram, and you're like okay yeah like your timing was great good for you it's much much harder to replicate that now, and so what I'm what I'm getting at here is I don't think that that's going to happen again, and so. Having lots of smaller focused 
even though it's a more fragmented social experience for photographers, what draws me to glass is that here's a place that I actually want to be. Uh, yes, I, I go to Instagram and I post things there and, and I like to see what me and my friends are up to and all that. But it's exhausting because you now have to wade through so many pitches and so much hustle. So like, there was there was like this really interesting time in the like early 2010, 2011, 12, right as the social space started really taking off, where if you knew how to buy Facebook ads, or if you knew how to hit the right hashtag at the right moment, you could literally be set for life, right? Like what you were talking about being one of the first featured accounts on Instagram was huge. I know people who are literally millionaires because they were one of the first featured accounts on Instagram and they ran with it, right? And yeah. good for them. I love that for them. That's just not a repeatable success story anymore. In the same way that like us launching 10 years ago would have been amazing because like we've been app of the day multiple times in like uh, two dozen countries, three dozen countries. We have been featured in the app store. We're always in the carousel. And like, that's amazing for us. We love that. But... That would have meant a lot more ten years ago, right? Like that would have, that that is a sustainable thing that is not nearly as impactful now as it was then. In the same way that like going viral on Instagram or going viral on Twitter is. I want to say one thing that I've learned in twenty five years using the internet is there ain't no point looking at what was good ten years ago. Have no regrets. It is what it is. In ten years, it's going to be so different. Yep. You just you do what you do at the time you do it. It's the only way. You can't think, oh, if I had done it then, I would have done it. But you wouldn't have. The context would have been different. Glass is born of the failure of social networks for photographers, in part. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you know, the the best time, sure, like business wise, would have been to launch ten years ago. But the second best time was to launch two years ago, right? Like yeah. the, the best time was to launch and to like... Well, but you stay. launched in COVID, right? You, yeah. You, we, you were building all this in lockdown and you launched when COVID was still running rampant. So it was a good yeah. time. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very much a pandemic app. A lot of, a lot of Animal Crossing and a lot of coding. <laughs> uh, and now it's a lot of coding, a lot of photo walks. Um, you know, the the like this idea that you can just m magically get people to view your photos is, you know, toxic and horrible and, and like really unfortunate because there's not um, it, it just doesn't exist anymore. Like that version of the Internet's long gone. And now we're in the now we're in the, you know, find out stage of like. You know, we used to be able to get a $5 Uber across town because a VC was paying for it. And now it costs $30, $40, right? Like they have to make their money on these things. Uh, and so, you know, prices are up and the, you know, views are constricted because if, again, you hit the right hashtag, you go wild and you'd get a thousand followers, 10,000 followers, you live in the dream, you're selling your courses and, you know, you're sustaining a living as a photographer and an educator. Uh, but that's really hard to do now, right? And like that isn't a sustainable model, but we continue to act like it is. Uh, so, well, we continue to behave like that's coming back, right? And, and then like a one quick algorithm shift away 
from that working again, as opposed to we're one algorithm shift away from photos just not being allowed on Instagram anymore, right? Their legacy features, I believe was the term. Man, he said that last year in 2020. It was it was July of 2022. And I know that because it was my first real vacation since we had launched Glass. And he said that on the second day. Uh, sorry, if you don't know what I'm talking about, congratulations, you don't have brain worms. I unfortunately do have brain worms. Adam Masseri, the head of Instagram, just released a video out of nowhere, unprompted, where he called photos legacy features for Instagram, but we're all about video now. You know, like the the likelihood of success has never been smaller and like this is this sounds really grim right like being a photographer is a is a horrible thing right you know like my my two hobbies are photography and writing right like those are my two creative outlets those are the things i care and about and like man what a grim time to be either uh you know so you you'd get paid uh, an equivalent of like 15 grand per story published in the atlantic so you get two stories published and suddenly you're making a living as a writer you know, selling photos used to be a lot easier. Having a successful uh, business as a photographer was a lot easier with how cheap cameras have gotten in the proliferation. That's a hard word for me to say of like DSLRs and now mirrorless cameras. Everyone has access to the same equipment that we use and every, and so like everything's narrowed down and like the, the, options for success as a photographer have like really narrowed down. And so it's like, okay, well, cool. It's never been harder to make a living as a photographer. It's never been harder to make a living on the internet and we still do it right. Like we still take photos. Why do we take photos? It's like, well, because we love it. Right. Like I know why I take photos. Uh, and it's because it makes my brain go burr, right? Like if it, I just feel amazing after I do it. And if I make money at it, great. If I don't next year, okay. Right. Like it's not my, it's not my full profession. Celebrating the fact that, that you have made a business that is working. Um, now, you know, talking to Tom, uh, at the, the Portland photo walk, it sounds like like this isn't everybody's full time gig, um, but it is. It is like it's working. You're not having to, like you said, take on more money, bring on investors who want to impose their control. And I think that also kind of fits in with the idea of it being this tight knit community. So I guess maybe the biggest challenge, and maybe you can talk about how you guys are working on this, is bringing in new people, because that seems. I mean, even for you know photographers who are looking to get more exposure or sell prints or do whatever, the hardest thing seems to be bringing in new views, new customers, putting things out for exposure, right? So, like part of part of this was why we launched Patreon of. Um, getting more people to share glass with the people they know would like it, right? You know, like the the hundreds and hundreds of folks who have become patrons are the ones who love glass the most and understand what we're doing the best. And so allowing them to share it with folks that they care about was a like a really strong growth move on our part. And like, we're really excited to see that pay dividends over the coming years. Uh, and, you know, like one of the biggest things is time. Right. Like we I I fully understand why when someone says, 
hey, no, nah, I'm not trying glass right now. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? You know, like in the time that we've been around in the last two years, there have been dozens of photo apps that have launched and disappeared, right? Like, uh, I, I'm not going to list off the, the 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 obituaries, but it's long, right? And yeah. like the having a sustainable staying power and, uh, you know, sticking around. We have people who are now coming back to us, having found us with launch being like, this is too bare bones, not for me leaving. They're now coming back and like, oh, hey, there's like, there's something happening here. You know, everyone wants to go to the party, but no one wants to be the first guests. Uh, and so we have successfully found our first guests and our second guests and our fifth guests, right? And so like, as we continue to just grow this nice thing, we uh, need to be patient, right? Like the the biggest thing that we have to do uh, as a team is remind ourselves that this is working. Like we can see it in our community health metrics, you know, uploads, comments, members, signups, everything is going in the right direction at the right time. And like we have found repeatable levers to pull with like our weekly emails, our weekly podcast, uh, endless appreciation, please like, and subscribe. You can hear this voice every week. Uh, and so <laughs> that like level, notes. yeah, link in the show notes, please. And thanks. Uh, and so like this level of stuff is taking time, right? You know, like our weekly email is a great example. The only reason that our weekly email has done so well is because we spent 16 months, 18 months with a monthly email uh, that was really high value, really quality, nice writing. Here's, you know, we're not wasting your time. Here's just what's going on with glass. Here's a set of really great photos. Go look at this. Uh, And that, you know, our open rate was above 50%. And we only had a handful of people unsubscribe every time we sent it. And so when we switched to weekly, that same trend continued, but that wouldn't have worked if we had just been like, hey, here's our weekly email. Oh, no, it's not working, right? Like, patience is our biggest, our biggest superpower in like, yep, people are gonna keep coming, they're gonna keep showing up, people are gonna keep leaving, they're gonna like, this cycle is gonna continue. But like, because we can see that it's growing and working, we know that like it just takes time in the marketplace. Cause like two years on the internet is a hundred thousand years and also like seven seconds. And yeah. so like remembering that it is both those things and holding that on is like really hard. I want to wrap up just to say that it's refreshing to have a combination of a social network without stress and a place to view photographs. And Jeff was saying earlier about people want to sell their photos, but I don't think most of the people want to sell their photos. I think it's people use photography to express creativity. They want to share with others, and they want to be inspired by what others shoot. And that's what I find there. Sure, there are some people who probably sell their photos and do wedding photography and all that, but it's really a minority, I think. Yeah, I you know, like, why why does anyone take a photo? And it's like, well, you know, why why does anyone create? Why does anyone make the stuff? And Instagram uh, very specifically has pushed everyone into you must monetize. I mean, like, I can't put it all on Instagram. It's also capitalism has been like, you need to make money from your hobbies. You need to succeed. You need to grind. And it's like, what if I just need to take a nice photo of a really nice old car at golden hour and share it with my friends? What if I need to see, you know, like uh, the thing I wrote about last week in last week's newsletter was how I've been looking up a lot ever since I moved to Baltimore because of someone else's photo of a 
uh, cloud in a street lamp. It looked like an ice cream cone to me. And so I said that and I loved it. And now I've been trying to recreate that photo for like the last year and uh, haven't been able to do it. But I have seen a lot of other things and noticed a lot of other gorgeous photos that I wouldn't have seen had I not seen that photo from our wonderful member, Steph. Shout out to Steph. You're the best slash she loves grain. Uh, And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that inspiration and that growth, it's like when, when, when do you grow as a photographer, right? Because it's not when you're shooting to try to get likes. It's not when you're shooting for the algorithm. It's when you're shooting for yourself. It's when you're figuring out what works for you and discovering your visual voice and how you can share, uh, you know, share part of yourself in what you're taking photos of. Someone pointed out the loneliness in all my photographs uh, recently. They're like, you do this really cool thing where you make individual objects seem lonely in space, even though you're surrounded by people and it's in cities. And I was like, (laughs) right. Like that wouldn't have happened, even though that's how I've been shooting my entire life because I grew up a lonely queer kid in Idaho, even though I have shot that way for 20 years, I never put it together that I was expressing myself through lonely objects in busy spots and now i do know that and i only know that because someone pointed it out because someone viewed my photography with care for months and months before letting me know right and like that's the magic of glass there's a lot of stephen shore in your photographs (laughs) that well if you look right up uh i know you listening can't uh look but if you look right up there's stephen shore right there and i've got like three i love stephen shore so that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me i'm gonna you know that's it that's the show everybody i'm just gonna ride on out <laughs> on that compliment i'm you heard it here first a lot of stephen shore in my photographs i'm gonna go retire uh Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up because this has been really long. You talk a lot, but that's good. Makes it easier to edit. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Agee from Glass. Daniel said there's going to be a $10 off discount code in the show notes, and I'm going to contribute one of my free annual memberships that I got as a patron. Um, Jeff will do the sorting of all the email addresses for everyone who subscribed to our newsletter. So someone out there will get a free Glass subscription. And do us a favor. If you're already a Glass member, tell us and we'll give it to someone else. So, Daniel, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That was great. Okay, we're not going to do any snapshots today, and we want to let you know that we're taking an episode off. So this episode comes out, I think, the 1st of September. The next one will be sometime in October. Until October, Jeff, enjoy the rest of your summer and take lots of photos. Until October. I think we're going to be – actually, September 29th will be the next – uh, next episode release. And um, as you can tell, yeah, we're basically just giving up. It's been a long summer. <laughs> no snapshot, <laughs> no episode. No. Um, part of it too is uh, we're both very busy. And as you know from previous years, uh, September is when things heat up with new iPhones and new devices and all of that. So uh, we got to recharge our batteries. It's very likely that our next episode will be talking about the next iPhone. Maybe we just don't do that. Who cares about iPhones? Does anybody really use a camera in an iPhone anymore? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Get out of here. Take care. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Photoactive. 
You can find show notes, including any photos we discuss in this episode, at photoactive.co. That's photoactive.co. We couldn't afford the M. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash photoactivecast. That's photoactivecast in one word. You can subscribe to Photoactive in your favorite podcast app or on Apple Podcasts. See the links on our website. And think about leaving us a rating or review in iTunes or in your podcast. 